Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. It is nice to be talking to you all. Um, Happy Monday, everyone. It's nice to be back and just, you know, talking some hockey with my best friend. And sadly, we uh, had a busy weekend, so we didn't we weren't able to get Scotty on. So that way, uh, Richie could, you know, fire back at him for all of the things that Scotty was throwing his way. But uh, we will be getting that to you soon, and we will be getting a Sporty Spirits sometime soon. We're working all on, on all of that, but it has just been one of those things. I feel like the closer we get into the holidays, it just keeps getting crazier. Um, it, but, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about a lot of those things and so on. But first, to introduce, for the usual, my wonderful, amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? I blame me for not being able to do our sporty spirit today. We were very excited. We were going to bring it back. We were teasing it on Twitter all week long, and we were going to make some of LeBron James's tequila. That was the plan. We were going to do it. And then the Phoenix Mercury up and won the Western Conference earlier this week, made the WNBA Finals, and Game 1 was scheduled for Sunday afternoon. And so I just had to buy tickets and go. So I was at the WNBA Finals Game 1 on Sunday afternoon watching the Mercury and Chicago Sky. Mercury getting their butts kicked, unfortunately, so they're down oh, uh, one game to none in the series. Best of five against the Chicago Sky. But uh, it was still fun. I had a good time. Me and Jordan went. It was great. Um, my first WNBA game I've ever been to in my life. I've only been watching the Mercury for 25 years, their entire existence. I remember watching them in, during their inaugural season when they first began. And have yet to go to a game until uh, until Sunday, and it was good. It was great. Game wasn't that great, but hey, it was still it was still fun, uh, still fun to uh, be at a WNBA game, uh, hang out with Jordan a little bit, uh, friend of the show, of course, and um, and it was a good time. And the cool thing was they did a little ceremony, which was awesome. They did a presentation for like the greatest WNBA players of all time, and they had a bunch of them there, and that was really cool. Like they had Sue Bird showed up. Brianna Stewart was there. Um, Cynthia Cooper was there. Lisa Leslie was there. Um, some of the greats of the game. Um, oh, um, uh, uh, Becky Hammond was there, now with the San Antonio Spurs as one of their coaches. So that was really cool to be in attendance for that, to have like so many great talents in the building. Um, and then, of course, getting to see Diana Taurasi uh, again as her career winds down. She's allegedly coming back for 2022, which is 
awesome. And then, uh, of course, and then Candace Parker on the other side for Chicago Sky. So it was good. It was a fun, it was a fun time. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to any of the other games because of my work schedule, but it was cool to be at a WNBA Finals game and a lot cheaper than going to the NBA Finals, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, I'm glad that you went. I'm actually throwing around the idea of maybe going on Wednesday. I'm not sure, but um, I would really like to go see it because I would – I have never actually been to a live uh, basketball game before, like like any of them. I, d- I didn't go to any of them in my high school. I didn't go to any of them in college. So it would be actually really cool to for that to be my first game. I feel like it would be uh, one of the coolest things for me to be able to say, like it, a WNBA finals game was my first ba- live basketball game. Yeah, if if you get if you can make it happen, I suggest going. I should I should I, it should be it would, I think you have a, a a grand old time. And I like I said I'd be right there with you going as well, but I'm stuck at work. So that work just gets in the way of things. That's actually part of the reason why we weren't able to uh, do our sporty spirits tonight. You know, day jobs and and whatnot. You know, just get in the way of everything. If it wasn't for, you know, you having to work tonight and then, you know, me having to get up and work in the morning, I mean, we could have fit it in tonight. We could have done, if I wasn't working tomorrow, we could have done like midnight sporty spirits. <laughs> that would been, that should be on the bucket list for somewhere down the road. We should do a live one. We should do a, a late night sporty spirits where it's just, you know me and you whatever big ass thing of alcohol we're going to use to make a cocktail out of and then all of the sporty nation just chilling making cocktails and drinking together sporty spirits after dark exactly i think it sounds really fancy yes it does we need to make it happen we absolutely do need to make it happen i but I have a little like side thing I've, I've got to bring up with you, Richie. Have you ever had anyone listen to our podcast and uh, say anything to you where um, you start overthinking certain things in our podcast? Like, like you start th- thinking things that we say or do. I'm always surprised people listen to our podcast. So the fact that there are people that listen, I thank you very much. Because uh, I see people on Twitter. We see people on Twitter all the time talking about the show. But other than that, no. I had my parents listening to the show. And my dad oh, no. always would oh, no. would talk about, uh, you know, um, certain things I would say, like the word like. And, and he would always listen to all of those things and point those out and whatnot. Um and, but I was really concerned that he was going to get on me about my cursing. Obviously, we, we curse some on the show. And, you know, in, in general life, everyone has a curse word that they favor. Mine tends to be the F word. Do you have one that you favor? Yeah, I think we've talked about this on the show. Actually, I don't know if we've talked about it on our podcast, but we may have talked about it on The Freaks at one point and, and edited it heavily for radio that's a really good question i i'd have to say i'd have to say fuck for sure like hands down absolutely because it's a it's a it's a catch-all for everything you can use it everywhere well yeah it's i mean it goes everything from just like you know an exclamation 
to, um, you know, to, a way to describe someone. You could be smart as fuck. You could be a dumb fuck. You know, you could be, there's so many ways you can use it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's very funny because my mom has always gotten really mad at me when I use the F word. She, she tends to go down the line of shit for most of everything. <laughs> and, um, even when I would say like frickin', she always hated that too. And so I was telling my dad in complete, um, confidence that he wasn't going to say anything to her. I go, oh, I thought I got nervous because I thought you, you and mom were going to give me a speech about me dropping the F word. And he went and freaking told my mother about it. <laughs> and my mom had a little talk with me tonight about dropping F bombs on the podcast. I was like, what in the hell? And I looked at my dad because it was my grandpa's 80th birthday. And uh, happy, happy birthday, grandpa. And then and we all had like a big family gathering. And we came back and I was talking to my parents about things, you know, got wedding things and all sorts. And um, and it got brought up. And I like looked across at my dad across the room. And I go, uh, my mom wanted me to put like one of those like... Uh, rubber bands around my wrist so I could snap it whenever I would say like or the F word. And I literally looked at my dad and went, you are such a traitor. You told her. <laughs> and he goes on, well, no. And then goes, well, I, I was saying I told her that she was doing this and that um, she was saying that she was trying not to like curse as much on the show. And I go, I never said that. I was worried I would get a speech from you guys. And I was more saying that I'm impressed that I haven't gotten a speech about it. And you just created the speech. <laughs> He's a traitor. Turned on me. Yeah, you got, you, you got ratted out. I got ratted out by my own father. What a turd. Um, you know, moved out of the house, full-fledged adult getting married and he's still ratting me out i think we found the thing that we're gonna put out as our as our teaser for the episode right there and my story about being ratted out by my own father yes yeah well he's he's just lucky you know that there's got to be some dirt i've got on him somewhere <laughs> Now, here's the thing. I love both my parents dearly. I just, uh, uh, I, I thought it was the funniest. I, uh, it was the funniest fucking thing today that I had to uh, hear the little speech that I thought I'd gotten away with for so long. It obviously didn't work because you're still dropping them there left and right. You've out, you've out cussed me in the episode already. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, just because we, we had to, uh, talk about that word so i think it may have backfired because of the fact that we had to have this conversation so yeah. the word had to be used since it's being talked about in it so some things work some things don't this is i guess this is my small rebellion yes i love it i love it well i'm, I'm glad we could actually have that talk <laughs> richie it's it was very therapeutic for me thank you i appreciate you taking the time it was a very much not in our rundown today but i just had to share with everyone 
Um, cause I, there, I can't think of anyone who would be like, uh, now I've never had a conversation with my parents about what they think I, I should and shouldn't say out in society. Um, and so I'm, I'm sure it hits home. I'd love to know what some of the things that people, you know, their parents really hate them saying out in public, whether it's like a, a family secret Everyone always has like a fam- family secret out there that's, you know, so-and-so, um, you know, accidentally crashed someone else's car and um, no one told the family type of a thing. And then they went to a family gathering and then blurted it out to everyone like when they're drunk. And that's the thing that there's always something in a family that is supposed to not be spoken. And... Uh, I always feel like it's the parents that always look at you going, why the hell did you say that? <laughs> I feel like my parents are pretty lean, uh, uh, lean, 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 lenient, lenient. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I got fucking talk tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, lenient. Yes. Thank you. Um, Corey being the smarter of the two of us there in terms of the English language. Yeah. They're very lenient. I don't think they care ever since I like became an adult. I don't, I don't think they really, really care what I do or say, as long as they don't embarrass them, which I don't think I do. <laughs> well, that's a, it was, I think that is also very subjective. What, what is and isn't embarrassing. I'm, I've said it before, I'm really terrible with secondhand embarrassment, so I can't handle other people being embarrassed. So I don't find it that embarrassing, things that other people do. But I hate when other people feel embarrassed. Like, I know that they're embarrassed because then I feel it. It's the worst. Right. All but, right. I mean, we should probably get into some hockey so that way I stop cursing and I stop disappointing people. Yes, yes. Let's, let's do that. And we'll get to Kyrie's in just a second. But I want to begin with um, with some fun news from the weekend, which is... Over the weekend, we had a career first with the Arizona State Sun Devils hockey team, and that is that Josh Doan, of course, in his first season with ASU, he scored his first career goal on the road against Denver University, and it was a good one. It was a good one, too. It was a nice shot from uh, kind of around the slot area. And uh, he's now up to seven points in four games for ASU. So the Coyotes prospect playing well for ASU, even though ASU is kind of off to a struggling start to begin the year. Uh, they lost, dropped both games to the University of Denver um, over the weekend. So they're um, a little struggling to start the year, but Josh Doan at least is off to a good start. It's nice to see him doing well. I mean, that was one of the things that I actually wanted – Scotty to come on to the podcast and talk with you about because he called you out. He really didn't think that it was a PR move for the Coyotes to be drafting him and where they drafted him and and whatnot. And so um, that was part of the reason why I wanted him to be on here so you could go like toe to toe with him on that. But yeah, it's a really good start. The fact that he had seven points in for the first four games is really promising. And on a team that, you know, was clearly struggling for those two games, it's nice to see that. It's unfortunate that they're 
you know, struggling a little bit into this last season, especially the last season at Oceanside. We've said multiple times how, um, you know, kind of meaningful that is for us. I guess we never really gave you the opportunity to talk about how meaningful it is to you, though, that they are going into this final season in Tempe at Oceanside Ice Arena. They will be moving into their new arena next year. I actually drove past it um, not that long ago to go to Borden Brew because place is freaking delicious um and uh saw it being built and it kind of gave me um both excitement and sadness at the same time because change is always hard it's exciting because there's going to be something new but it's sad because we're going to be missing something that we're so used to and it's so much a a part of our past and a part of our own nostalgia how are you feeling about it yeah, I mean, as you know, I I feel like I spent, uh, God, I mean, I'd say probably like 20% of my final two years at ASU, during the winter at least, while hockey season was going on there at, uh, at Oceanside. Because you're there for, you know, three games a weekend, whatever, two, three games a weekend, and you're there for five, six hours a day, you're there two hours to prep you're there for the two hours two and a half hours of the game and you're there for an hour an hour and a half afterwards breaking down the broadcast so I spent many many hours there at Oceanside and um I wouldn't be doing what I am today without the time I I spent there at Oceanside and getting to call hockey games there and oh and on top of that I mean that's kind of I, I met you previously to Oceanside, but that's kind of like how our relationship uh, got more or less kind of got started is is hanging out there watching Scotty play for the for ASU at the time because you were always there and I was there calling the games as the play by play guy, and uh, so yeah I think it's I feel like it's very me- meaningful for for us both professionally and and not professionally as well as as being friends too so. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to go at some point, Corey, to one last game there. I don't know. I know tickets are kind of hard to come by, but I feel like one last ASU hockey game at Oceanside Arena before they say goodbye is, it should be in the cards for us. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to go to one of those games. For, the, for those that don't know, how Richie and I met was um, – we were covering GHSL, which is just like a summer league that uh, Gold's Summer Hockey League, um, Gold's Hockey Summer League, GHSL. Sorry, I had that wrong. But um, basically, Mission does it during the summer, just kind of um, give ice time to those guys. And um, so we were doing play-by-play in color for that is how we met. And then... Um, it was in between my my freshman year and my sophomore year. My whole freshman year, I was covering um, I was covering ASU hockey the whole time. I was covering D one and doing all of that. Um, the next year, um, I was supposed to cover the the top D two team. Um, however, my my now fiance had um, basically taken one year. He had one more year of eligibility in, in U18, so he went to community college his first year in order to do that. And then um, he went to ASU and then did his four years there to kind of, like, extend out his hockey career. 
And um, so when I was there, uh, basically, uh, the people who were kind of managing that, it wasn't part of the school itself, um, were some really shitty individuals and just kind of dropped on me. I I couldn't cover the team because I was sleeping with one of them. Didn't matter that I was in a relationship with that person for a good solid two or so years um, before he showed up. But so I was no longer allowed to cover the team. And um, there was a lot of people that decided to just not be friends with me after that. Um, But the one person who was always the nicest to me and was the most shining face because I still sat up in that press box because, you know, that's that's where I wanted to go with my life um, would walk up those tiny little steps that lead up to there where you're about to like whack yourself in the head and the one face I would always see in his suit with his hockey tie was Richie's face smiling excited as could be to be seeing me at those games and would be you know he'd be doing the play-by-play for those games but when he had the chance to stop and talk we would just sit there and talk hockey and um, it's honestly some of the best moments that I've ever had in my entire life of just you know really enjoying being just with a friend and enjoying some hockey and I think that's kind of what made our podcast what it is today because of the fact that we started um, our friendship just out of a pure love and admiration for hockey and just being able to enjoy it together and that is something that's always going to be so big to me and um, a massive memory in my heart and uh, so the fact that you know they're doing their obviously the ACHA team will still be um, there and that's who we were covering but um, the fact that you know the the main team is moving out of that uh, rink is going to be really sad because we've had some crazy cool memories there and we we definitely have to go to a game before it all ends because um, it's just way too many memories have made, been made there however I won't miss the fact that it's I'm gonna drop an f-bomb again fucking freezing in there because that place there is a way to survive it you have to go to the Starbucks on the corner then you have to go to the Bevmo in Tempe marketplace get yourself one of those little like little shot things of Kahlua put that in there and then you <laughs> go to the rink and then you drink it in there to keep you warm while you also have like multiple layers of clothing on because it is one of the coldest rinks I've ever been to. They put heaters in there once they went NCAA. Still cold. Yeah, that is. I will stand by that. That is the coldest goddamn rink on the face of the planet. I don't care who you talk to up in Canada, whatever. It's the coldest fucking place that exists. It, I, and it, even worse, Corey is back in the day when, um, when we were doing games, you gotta wear a suit and tie, right? And and that's not very comfortable in cold-ass weather. You don't really have many layers on underneath to try and keep warm. It was not fun there for a while, especially up in that tiny-ass little press box like you talked about, where, if you don't know this already, Spurry Nation, I am kind of tall-ish and um, am lanky. So Richie couldn't even get out of my car for years. Yes. Because he... 
it was like he had to go underneath the seat belt in order to get in my back seat. He had the worst time. I had to help him out of the back of my car so often that we, we <laughs> decided to basically put other people in the back seat instead of him. Yeah, and I had the same issues at Oceanside too because, like you said, it's it's very small. And when you go up the stairs, um, you have to, I had to get to duck down to like kind of get into the actual press box area because it's very a very sh- tiny ass roof there. And I, I'm I'm surprised I never gave myself a concussion trying to get into the press box area with that small little roof there. And <laughs> Yeah, it, that roof was tiny. It makes me laugh so hard. You know, Scotty and I were laughing about this when we were talking about it, that there were so many people there crowded into that one little rink. And then, you know, you have such big names, too, that will show up and be at those games and whatnot. Um, it is such a if you were to just basically miniaturize everything, that's how it feels. Everything's a little bit shorter. Everything's a little bit tighter and it's, but it's very a uh, homegrown feel. Like you have that feeling of being up against the ice and being able to just enjoy the game for what it is. And there's something that is so calming to me about being that close to the ice and being able to just listen to it um, and to listen to, college hockey and, and and you know so that's not um nhl because of the fact that it just sounds different and just to be able to be around that is so awesome i will say it some of the funniest chirping and the funniest commentary that i've ever heard has been sitting in that press box because of the fact that you are sitting right above the benches so you can hear about everything from up there and it is the funniest um, the funniest stuff that you will ever hear in your life. I, yeah, I wish we, we could have had some mics like right down below us when broadcasting games. I didn't hear a lot of it because you have the headsets on, and so it's kind of hard to hear them sometimes. But uh, every once in a while, I'd catch something and that can't be repeated on air. And you're right, it is. it was, it was pretty, pretty great. There's, there's one thing that I, uh, I that was said in the most Canadian accent that I've ever heard in my life that I always still say to this day and it's it's not like it's too bad for being on the podcast but I just feel like I'm gonna butcher it so I'll 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 tell you off the air Richie to Mm -hmm. save everyone else from having to hear me say it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will I will hold you to that okay so um one uh, some Kyrie's talk here on the show before we Here's a here's a thing, ladies and gentlemen, about the Coyotes this year. It's going to be a long season, okay? I think we all know that. And so sometimes you have to counter-program what everybody else is talking about. And that's what Corey and I do on this show. We talk about things that nobody else is talking about and hopefully entertain you along the way by showing off our personalities. And that's what we pride ourselves on on this show. And so, yes, we'll be Coyotes talk, but sometimes you just got to break the cycle a little bit um especially when well, you have... it's nice to throw a little asu in there anyways yes. i feel like people don't acknowledge asu enough in the fact that there was such a big growth there and the fact that they are ncaa is 
so huge and it just shows the growth that we have here in the state. So we definitely can't ignore that. And as ASU alum and as uh, people who met covering ASU hockey, uh, we definitely can't not bring them up. So I feel like that is um, a must talk about anyways. Yes, yes. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. So our one Kyrie's news of the week, um, as we approach the start of the regular season, which is coming up on Thursday, for goodness sake, the actual NHL kicks off on Tuesday, October the 12th um, on ESPN, I believe. Yeah, I think ESPN has the opening night action this year. This year. Um, and you'll get to see all-time low. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Now, yes, here we go. Let's get into this before we get into Coyote stuff. Again, you've heard all the Coyote's talk you need to hear about, so we're just going to keep going down rabbit holes here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it is still NHL. Yeah, we're still talking about hockey. We have actually talked about hockey for the last 20 minutes, albeit adjacent hockey, which is perfectly fine, in my opinion. So, yes, there was a tweet, Corey, that we both saw that I sent to you that got both of us really triggered because the NHL announced that all-time low is going to be performing like prior to the game on opening night, right? And and there was a tweet from some other podcast. I don't remember what the name of it was. And they were like crushing it. They were like, I have, they were like, oh, of course, the NHL. They were like, oh, uh, NFL gets Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg. NHL gets a band that nobody's heard of. And I was like, what are you talking about? Don't you dare knock all time low. As a new all time low fan, by the way, I can say that. Well, I kindly replied a quote tweet style with. A video from their concert that we just recently went to not that long ago and they said you know a band that no one's heard from for 20 years i literally just went to their concert it was my first concert back um from covid so um no plenty of people have because that entire place was packed and sold out mm -hmm. so definitely people know of all time low it's just hilarious that that's how they're taking it i'm super excited about it i don't think you can ever go um you know bigger than the fact that they're doing snoop dogg eminem dr dre and uh mary j blige right yes that's correct um it, i don't think you can go bigger than that but for people to be like oh you know a band that no one's heard from for 20 years it's not like snoop dogg eminem and dr dre had the height of their career now they had the height of their career about the same time honestly so uh all of these are throwbacks for us it's just really catering to this millennial generation in all reality they're just two completely different things one's alternative rock and the other ones um r&b and, and hip-hop but they're magnificent in their own right you know the only thing i feel like you could go better is you could have thrown blink 182 in there and then i would have been in heaven <laughs> yeah just go all in on punk the nfl going all in on the um hip-hop obviously and so the nhl going all in on punk and i kind of dig it because i feel like 
of out of all the sports, I feel like the NHL is the most punk of them all. If that if that makes any sense, because I feel like they're kind of they got that like us against the world mentality in a way, seeing as, and we know this. NHL is not the most popular sport in the United States, but there is a very hardcore fan base to it, kind of like like punk music in general. It's a very us-against-the-world mentality. There are a lot of um, punk acts out there that are big hockey fans, too. And, um, yeah, well, this, I, think this is a, I think this is a great choice because, like you said, NFL is more hip-hop, NHL more uh, punk. I, NBA, I consider you can throw that into the more um, hip hop type, and then Major League Baseball is just like um, old school rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> did you just call baseball old? Yes, I did. They kind of deserve it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too is the NHL is going through the most uh, rebellious teenager phase possible because what are they fighting for right now? Austin Matthews was out there again trying to push the fact that his team isn't uh, allowing them to wear what they want to wear dress code wise. And if there is nothing more teen angsty than being able to show your personality and wear the clothes you want to wear, then I don't know what is. Exactly. 100%. That's actually 100% true. (laughs) the most teen angsty thing possible it's the typical you know leaving the house and and your parents are like you can't wear that why are you walking out of the house looking like that and they're like i'll wear what i want that's basically what they're doing to their individual teams so i say teen angst works really well in this situation the uh, first reply to the NHL's announcement of this was great. Um, it was somebody who just replied, because the opening night game is Penguins and Lightning. And the first reply is, Dear Mario, count me in. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. There are those people out there. There's more than people are giving them credit for. I actually saw a lot of really funny, really clever uh tweets that had to go with that so yeah mm-hmm. I, I i don't agree with the tweet that we had seen i think it's going to be great i'm really excited for hockey to be back um it's just nice to have hockey there's something so just warm and fuzzy about having hockey season be back uh, yeah i 100 percent agree with you and like i said i'm kind of i'm very excited the fact that we're going to get some new blood into our hockey lives because we're going to get ESPN and TNT into the mix starting this week too. So, um, And we already saw what Rick Tockett can bring to the table when he's kicking dudes in the balls on live television. <laughs> it's going to get entertaining. With I feel this like this too. will be the most entertaining season so far of TV coverage of the, of the NHL. Yeah, I even, hands down. I even saw like Liam McHugh did an interview um uh, this week where he was talking about how Clark Kent himself when he was yeah when he was at he always looks like Superman I'm sorry yeah a little bit a little bit um but with his glasses on it's just totally like a uh Clark Kent vibe yeah continue 
Um, and he was doing an interview where he was talking about how at NBC he kind of felt like strapped into the format there and that they were kind of paint by numbers and very X's and O's based. Whereas at TNT, he feels more kind of um, more um, open to doing more different things and diving into the personalities of players more and going a little more off script and off book and kind of in a way taking a page like we said previously when TNT first came on board where you know we wanted more of that NBA on TNT feel which is just you don't watch it for the basketball you watch it because it's funny as fuck and you watch it because of the camaraderie between the hosts on that show and I feel like it's going to be ridiculous to have biz on that panel every night because you like we've seen on coyotes all the time too right when he was doing coyotes tv and radio like we never know what the hell's going to come out of biz's mouth half the time especially with the national audience on tnt i feel like he's i feel like watching him on a nightly basis is is him him and talk too are going to be the best parts of that by far well, and especially if you've learned anything from the growing popularity of spit and chiclets and a lot of, you know, all those type of things is people really want to just hear um, unfiltered what kind of shit is going on. And they just want to hear it like it is. And that's the problem with a lot of things. And I mean, both me and you went to school for broadcasting. You know, we know what the background is and what it's like and the, the PR and where things you know get cut off and what you're allowed to say what you're not allowed to say when you're allowed to do things when you're not allowed to do things and um i think we're just getting slowly towards this point where people don't want to hear things necessarily so censored anymore they want to be able to just hear it how it is and the whole point of having people who were in in these two situations a previous player and a previous coach is they want to just be able to hear from an insider what it is, what they actually think. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit, um, you know, in Ted Lasso when they had Roy on uh, TV and all of them were doing the typical broadcaster thing. And then he was sitting there and, and saying it how it is and how much people enjoyed it while when he was doing that. Um, that is truly why there is such a big falling of say like Paul Bissonnette because of the fact that he says it how it is in the way that people just want to know what's going on behind the scenes all the time. And it's funny. And there's even people in my normal life that will ask me like in this situation, what is this and what is that? Or what is that person like or whatever? You know, when I was working there all the time i would get those questions because people genuinely are curious because they don't get to experience that and so you know you get to hear we talk about with our podcast all the time too you hear analysis um up the ass you if you wanted to you could inject yourself with so much hockey analysis that you could literally your entire blood would just be analysis down to every single drop of blood but in the end it's just going to all blur together and seem the same and seem kind of boring and when there's all these games there's a lot a lot of hockey games 
that get played during a season amongst, you know, 32 teams, you want something that cuts through the monotony and turns into something that people will thoroughly enjoy and get to understand as a fan because that's what they want and that's what they're going to be giving them. And it's been a long time coming. And I think that will help make the fourth most popular sport in the U.S. a little bit higher. Before we wrap up the show, we, of course, want to tell you about DraftKings. Another week of the NFL is in the books. Cardinals undefeated 5-0. and Are they really the best team in the NFL? I don't think so. But I digress. If you want to make some money on the NFL, you can definitely do that. Wrong. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's right. And with the DraftKings Sportsbook, all you got to do, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, use the promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only five minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call one 8 100 gambler uh cory my sports betting my nfl betting did not go well on sunday we're not going to talk about it i literally did not win a single fucking bet um and i hate it thank you very much but i digress on that we'll talk about that. the last bet i made was on the yankees red sox wildcard game because i just thought you know why not it would make it more enjoyable for me to watch and it went horribly i have taken a small hiatus i will come back but I have taken a small hiatus to get over my irritation on that one. It was just, who knew the Yankees were going to lose that? I mean, really. <laughs> Shit. Really. I, that, that just pissed me off. See, I'm still not over it. Still not over it. I can tell. It. I can tell. I can tell. Um, I would like to, to, to uh, give a special shout out to, to Jordan again on this. Um, we were talking about this today. Um, I just need to start taking betting advice from her because she's a, really, really good at this stuff all of a sudden. Um, I won't get too far deep into it. But, yeah, just I just want to give her a shout-out on that. Um, I was like – I told her today, I was like, hey, I need to start taking betting advice from you because you're really good at this. And, like, it's, just so you know, much better than I am, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's wrap it up, Corey, with the sporty question. Um, I put this out on the on the, on the the Twitters. Um uh, on at Corey underscore Richie show on the Twitter. Um, and I'm asking the sporty nation about, um, at what age did you stop trick or treating? And I bring this, I feel like we bring this up all the time. We used to bring it up all the time on the freaks too. And people always think I'm crazy for saying what I'm about to say here. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this show or if I even have, I'm pretty sure I've told you at some point my story behind this. But I, the last time I went trick-or-treating, I shit you not, I was uh, nine years old was the last time I went trick-or-treating. Did not go trick-or-treating after that. I feel like I stopped once I was about 13, maybe. I don't even remember. I don't know. I think maybe once I was out of elementary school, I wasn't trick-or-treating anymore. Um, I definitely wasn't trick-or-treating past elementary school. Um, I did have some friends, 
God, this has been a very uh, telling episode about me, I swear. Um, I did have some friends in high school, though, convince me, and no, no photos exist of this, so don't ask for them, um, did convince me to go um, as Jersey Shore when we were in high school. And we were uh, just passing out candy at her friend's, at at my friend's house, and kind of just hanging out in the neighborhood, just doing that type of thing. But we decided, like, just as, just for fun, just to be funny, that we would go to, like, a couple houses and go, like, trick-or-treating until one of the neighbors thought we dressed up as hookers. And then we were done. (laughs) Absolutely done. (laughs) That's... Um, I was Wow and my friend was Snooky. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a very regretful costume choice that I don't think I would have done if I would have thought about it again. It, we really weren't that horribly dressed. It was just something that literally we looked like we would have been on Jersey Shore. It was just something from that you would see. It wasn't like we were dressed like hookers. It just... That was how that lady decided to take it. So that was probably the official last time I went trick-or-treating, even though we just did it kind of like as a little bit of a joke. But I would say when I stopped consistently going trick-or-treating was end of elementary school-ish. Yeah, like I said, nine years old for me was the last time I went. And there's a reason for this because the next year, I in 2001 – there was a certain something that was happening at the time on Halloween night that that year, which caused me to stay home instead of going trick-or-treating. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Game 4 of the 2001 World Series, which is very well known at this point in time. That was the game in which the Diamondbacks held a lead into the ninth inning, and they can, and Byung-Hyun Kim came in, blew the game, they then... Lost in extra innings on a home run by Derek Jeter, uh, Mr. November, as they called him at that time, because that was the first World Series that ever took place in November. And I stayed home, watched that game. In fact, the my most vivid memory of that is that I fell asleep late in the game. So probably in the seventh or eighth inning, I fell asleep. And my mom wakes me up in the ninth inning of the game thinking that the game is going to end. And, and she's like, I'm... This is the best of my my recollection, so I could be wrong on this. But she wakes me up to watch the last of the ninth inning because the Diamondbacks are winning at that time, and thinks that the you know hey the Diamondbacks probably got this right. They're gonna I think they're gonna win, and uh, they proceed to blow the game like right after I woke up, and I then stayed up probably past my bedtime at the time to watch the rest of the game, and the Diamondbacks lose. So I didn't go trick or treating that year. My sisters did. And which led me leads me to my tweet, which I tweeted about. And I said that the good thing about having siblings who are younger than you are is that especially two of them with my sisters, they went they still went trick or treating for several years afterwards into high school. And I stayed home and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to I'm going to screw the system on this. I'm just going to steal their candy. And that's exactly what I did for years is they brought home so, so much candy. I would just raid their candy every year. And it was genius first of all uh 
That is slightly genius, but it's also maniacal. They put in all the work for that. <laughs> you're just taking them. If yes. I was them, I would have made sure I got all of the good shit for myself, and then I would have given you the leftovers. Here's the That's thing. Now, now, they did that sometimes, but other times, one of my sisters does not like chocolate. Go figure. Whatever reason. Don't know why. So I always at least got all of her chocolate bars, and that was great because that means I would get – like the Snickers and the Three Musketeers and the Kit Kats. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. We're cleaning it up. <laughs> okay, well, that kind of makes sense. But the funny thing is, um, I always lived kind of like out in the middle of the desert kind of area, and it wasn't very friendly for trick-or-treating. So um, we always went to my mom's friend's house, and uh, they would make chili every single year on uh halloween and i always remember going there and you know getting ready to go trick-or-treating going out in that neighborhood trick-or-treating but one of my the funniest thing one of my uh memories that i still have and um you know november 2001 i was what seven six seven what was i um seven seven thank you um, I couldn't do math in my head right now. And um, I still went out trick-or-treating, but I do remember uh, watching that game because that was, out of that entire World Series, that is the one game I remember, oddly enough. That's interesting because I, I feel like I remember, like, everything. Like, where I was every game of that World Series. Like, it's still vivid in my memory, which is insane. Like, I still remember. I remember sitting there, eating a bowl of chili, watching that game, and watching my friend's dad get so, like, excited about that game. And then um, I still remember being only a little bit taller than the couch. And so when I was standing behind the couch with my pail, I was watching the uh, game and I had to reach like over the couch in order to like see it. <laughs> I still vividly remember watching that game. So it's funny that you bring that game up because that's my my one game that I always rem remembered. That's too funny. That's too funny too. I, I think it's always funny like hearing hearing memories of games like that from two different perspectives like that is just is fascinating to me considering that again Corey and i Corey's three years younger than i am so our memories are going to be a little bit different in terms of certain events like that so i think that's that's really cool i never that was the first time you told me that so i think that's really cool and really interesting oh by the way we did get one reply to the tweet um and and it was from Jordan, of course, who said that uh, bold of you to assume I ever did. And the gif she replied with, Corey, was ridiculous. It's a, a gif of a Batman cartoon that says, do I, do I look fat in this outfit? That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, so does that mean that she, is she messing with us or is she did she actually never go trick-or-treating? Because that feels like I feel like that would be a very sad life. No, no, no. I'm, she's saying that it's bold of you to assume I ever stopped. Oh, I ever stopped. I yeah. thought you said that I ever did. I was about to be like, damn, that's sad. 
No, yeah, yeah. Because I asked, when when did you stop trick or treating? And that's what she was saying. So yeah. Oh, that's bold. That we assume that she ever did. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. She is a little bit on the shorter side. She could probably pass as being younger. <laughs> um. Yes, her and I have actually talked about that before. Actually, which is really funny. We should. We are actually going to spend Halloween with her. We should see if um, she could go up to some houses and if they'll actually give her candy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, ah, man, that's a good that's a good question. That's a great question. We've been trying to find content but, for the sporty TikTok yes, since yes. I made it. That that could be on the sporty TikTok. Yes, that's good. Here's the thing, because here's our end, too, with this entire plan, is that we're going with an actual child, is um, Katarina's child. And so that's our end, to go even go trick-or-treating at all. So we I already... still think this is going to be a little bit suspicious. The ratio of adults <laughs> to children is very, very abnormal. Oh, for sure, for sure. But here's the thing. Most of us still children at heart, really. Yeah, mostly you. We call you our child most of the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and speaking of being able to pass for much younger than you are, I don't think that's going to happen with me. That's for sure. I do look yeah, younger. Well, I do look younger than I am. Multiple people have told me this, but it's not going to happen. I have because I've been growing out my goatee. As part of the costume to try and fit like the red guardian, because I can't grow out Alexi's beard from from Black Widow um, in that amount of time. Like I can't do that. So I was like, all right, well, this closest thing is at least grow out a goatee, and it kind of fits. And so I've been doing that lately. So I, there's no way I'd be able to pass for for a much younger person. Well, we're we're just gonna send out Jordan and see if it works. <laughs> this is a good plan. I'm gonna send her this part of the show. So that way she can listen to it. <laughs> well, yeah, we've we've now said it on the podcast, which means she can't back, back out now. That's <laughs> this is how we do it. We say it on the podcast, and then people can't back out before we even tell them what they're doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yes, and here's here, and the great thing about this too is uh, Jordan has yet to meet any of you, so this will be quite fun. Yeah, this is this is what happens. When you meet us, we we force you to do things that you don't want to do. I'm just kidding. We would never force anyone to do anything, but we would really like her to do it for entertainment purposes. Oh, boy. All right. Um, almost an hour-long episode in which we talked about hockey for like five minutes, and that's it. We talked about hockey-related things. Yeah, exactly. That's That still counts, ladies and gentlemen. If you want more hockey content, there are other Coyotes podcasts out there that you can go and listen to, to and bore you to death to be honest but i'm gl hopefully you were entertained ladies and gentlemen that's what we want to do on this show we want to entertain the shit out of you instead of boring you to death with hockey talk for 45 minutes i mean we can we can go as soon as the season starts back up again we can go back to talking majority of hockey talk and then, you know, we can spice some things up by doing some live games again. Because I feel like those are the most genuine um, reaction to hockey that Richie and I ever have is in the middle of a game. Mm -hmm. Although you won't get me bitching about Oliver Ekman-Larsen, considering <laughs> the fact that he is no longer on the team. 
Yeah, you'll have to find somebody else to get annoyed with every game. So that would be a that would be. One oh, I will find someone. There is always that one person, and I will find them. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last thing before we go, Corey. Uh, tell the Sporting Nation about Thread Wallets. Yes, as uh, as we had said in the previous episode. Richie has lost way too many car keys, and uh, we just couldn't allow him to keep going down that trend. Uh, those things are expensive. So we ended up making a much cheaper choice in going to threadwallets.com and buying him a nice um, keychain that has a wonderful clip on the end of it. It's, it's super sturdy that I can have him literally clip to his pants in case of you know him doing his walk run that he does and it won't fall out of his pocket it's great and sturdy they have a bunch of different stuff they have um lanyards they have wristlets they've got those those keychains with the clip that i was talking about they've got elastic wallets they've got wallets that are connected to your phone it's all just very sporty <laughs> um in the fact that you can really just kind of bring them anywhere i have a whole set of it and uh you know it, it helps for women if you're moving your wallet from purse to purse to purse because i do that all the time um it helps with the fact that with a clip that someone can't just take your stuff it's connected to you um it's also super nice if you're going on a hike it's going to be hiking season soon you can just bring that stuff it's very minimalist it was made by um some surfers in california that really just didn't want to be carrying all of their shit around that was kind of kind of getting too bulky so they made these um and it carries kind of a little bit of everything that you need with you um we have a discount code for it it is 15 percent if you use the um if you use the code sporty um just s-p-o-r-t-y and uh, you'll get 15 percent off your order they just dropped a bunch of new fall colors and stuff like that so head on over to threadwallets.com get yours and get some christmas gifts you know ahead of everything because it's going to be i feel like one of those seasons where christmas is going to smack us all in the face and we're all just going to stop and think what the hell have we been doing I didn't get all the things I needed to get. So head over to threadwallets.com today and get yours using code sporty. What a great read that is. And I can attest to thread wallets. I love my clip that, that Corey bought me. I have it attached to my pants as we speak. So that way I never lose my key fob again. For the love of goodness. Yeah, that is much cheaper than you losing your, what was it, like $200, $400 fob or some shit? Yes. Yeah. Really expensive. Yeah. So if you have friends who lose things very easily, buy them for them, because that's what I did. All right, Sporting Nation, that's going to wrap up this episode. We'll talk to you again later this week. Until next time, good night and good hockey, everybody. <laughs>